Hey there, Bucky. Uh, uh, hey, Max. How are you? Okay, pretty good. Um, so I'm just here on my laptop right now, and uh, I have the list of the 100 best films of all time. Oh, oh. awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. You want to take a look at it here. Yeah, um, it's looking pretty good. And I'm wondering, where do we fit Alien Covenant in on this list right here? I mean, we got to go straight to the top, of course. Oh, right? Clearly, yeah. Clearly. Now, what the hell's the Citizen Kane film? Have you ever heard of it? Oh, I've heard of it. Yes. Sounds like bullshit to me. Starring Orson Welles. Who's Orson Welles? I mean, James Franco is in Alien Covenant. James Franco was also in a Spider-Man movie. Exactly. Okay, that's an easy one. Let's get rid of Citizen Kane here. Okay. Do you want to just uh, delete it and uh, type in Alien Covenant? Oh, absolutely. I'll do the fingering, brother. And hello, viewers. Uh, welcome to another rendition of the Cynical Discharge podcast. I'm Max. I am Bucky. And if you didn't know what that was, that was a line from Alien Covenant that made it past multiple screenwriters that Ridley Scott himself probably pitched about flute playing, but he used the word fingering. Yeah, uh, re really indicative of the fact that I think Ridley Scott is losing touch with the Alien franchise. Like, no, no doubt. Like, uh, not to mention, I think just the movie going public in general. But we will digress from that. Okay, Max. So, uh, you suggested we do a little bit of a game together today. Yeah. Uh, okay, sounds good. Do you want to kind of explain to the listeners uh, what we're doing today? Yeah, so the format of this podcast is a bit different. Um, we haven't actually picked a specific movie to go over because August was absolutely wank for films. So, what we decided to do is actually do a summer recap episode. Yeah. Uh, now, this may be a two-part series just because we have a lot to talk about, but uh, we'll see how we do here for timing mm -hmm. um so yeah what bucky and i have done is we picked uh we've kept our list a secret but we've kept we've picked our five favorite films of the summer rank them uh secondly we've picked our three most disappointing films now these aren't necessarily bad films they're just ones that we had expectations for and it didn't deliver thirdly uh we're gonna go over some summer news you yeah know, there there was you know if anything there was a lot of summer blockbusters but there seemed to be a whole hell of a lot of big summer, summer news, news for movies for sure yeah so yeah we're gonna go through a few articles here and uh, have a discussion on those and uh lastly we'll talk about what what films we expect to podcast next and also maybe talk a little bit about uh, our most anticipated films for the remainder yep. of 2017. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, uh, we're going to do uh, we're going to do these uh, five favorite films of the summer uh, discussion style on a five minute timer each, uh, and see how it goes. Okay, so we've done a coin toss here, and I won it. So we're actually going to start with my favorite five films of the summer. Uh, fall, and then Bucky will lead afterwards uh, with his uh, three most disappointing films of the summer. Now, if there's any crossover uh, between our lists, let's make sure the listeners know and where that absolutely. movie ended up on your list. Yep, okay? absolutely. So uh, we're going to set a five-minute timer here, guys. Now, uh, once you hear this noise... <sighs> Oh yeah, that's the Imperial Alarm. Uh, once you hear that, that means it it's time for us to wrap up the discussion and start on the next film. So, okay. without further ado, start the timer, Bucky. And go. Okay, so number five, favorite film of the year. One that came out in May for me, uh, Wonder Woman, actually. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, okay. uh, one that we had 
different opinions on. For sure, yeah. Um, so I, I think a lot of people probably have Wonder Woman ranked higher on their list. Um, to be sure, yeah. I, I had fun with Wonder Woman. It's, to, uh, you know, to this day, DC Universe's best film. Yes. Yeah. yeah I mean, I ever agree. since the Nolan Batmans, you know, ever since the Agreed, done, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, this like rebooted universe they're doing, yes. it's for sure the best. Yeah. yeah. Man, Man of Steel is so fucking dour. Yeah. Like, it's not even funny. No. Yeah. So not now. This wasn't you know a perfect film, but I really enjoyed um, Gal Gadot. I thought was yep. actually a really good Wonder Woman. Okay. Um, you know, accent aside, I mean, they compensated for that by making all the other actresses um, speaking sick. Uh, indistinguishable accents yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um i thought she really did a great job on the role um secondly uh steve trevor played by chris pine uh probably dc's best character so far uh for sure yeah again yeah. we're only three movies in but true i would say yeah true okay. true um but yeah chris pine 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 really elevated this role. Uh, he was really funny. He well, was charming. I think he elevated yeah. the film as a whole. Totally. Yeah. W- yeah. Without totally. him, this would have been a really like yeah. wanky movie. Yeah. Uh, he had great chemistry. I think him and Gal Gadot. Uh, he, you know, I, I've seen little bits of the uh, special features that are coming out on the Blu-ray really soon. They were joking around a lot, and uh, you know, when the cameras weren't rolling, and you could really tell that they were having fun. It's clear doing there's a lot of chemistry between them yeah now as far as origin stories go uh you and i tend not to like them that much Um, but this one was a bit different you know it wasn't like here's a regular guy uh who gets powers one day it's no here's a goddess that lives you know on a secluded island i guess yeah and 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 is almost willed not to interfere basically and from early on, it's established she is the strongest in her tribe, right? Mm-hmm. Now, um, you know, I, I found that the, probably the high point of the film was the uh, the no man's land scene where she first, you know, takes off her fur coat and she's in the Wonder Woman outfit for the first time in the film. Going across the trenches. Yeah, yeah. And, and I I think that that scene was really clever. Mm-hmm. Um just get, given that, you know, saying, oh, no man, it's called No Man's Land because no man has never made it to the other side, the first woman does, right? Yeah. You know, whoever attempts it does. Really co- good scene, well directed. Uh, Patty Jenkins, holy shit. Like, I mean, I hasn't done a movie since Monster, a great film. This is something completely different. 100%. And, yeah. I, and I thought she nailed it. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, All right. so I'm 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 with you on that one. And yeah. uh, so, what are your what are your thoughts on Wonder Woman? I know we have. Uh, of... It is actually funny, although I agree with everything you say. It wound up on my list of disappointment slash wank fest. Ah, yeah. controversy. Yeah, there's a bit of controversy here. Uh, we've got we got about two minutes to go on this one. I will say that while I agree with the stuff you said. The utter silliness of Wonder Woman, uh, perpetrated by the villains, uh, followed by a borderline blue light firing into the sky uh, <laughs> moment at the, the end. The comic book cliche now. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and the villain, who there was a nice guy who seemed to be on her side, and then he's revealed to be some demigod villain. The second he was revealed, I was like, 
Well, of course. Yeah. And, of and course I agree. Um, rarely do films do a surprise villain well. Yeah, no. I, I think that's something that they should probably hang up, especially in comic book movies. Yeah. Um, I think the lamest villain in the movie, uh, again, because when I go to comic book movies, I'm a big villain guy. I will yeah. say that right away. I'm jaded. I love the villains. Yeah. Um, Dr. Poison. Oh, yeah. She was weighing. Yeah, come on. What and, and, and so was that. Stupid... So was her, like, Nazi buddy there. We yeah. Are not technically. It's First World War. So oh, oh, sorry. Yes, it is First World War. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah so, yeah, so not technically a Nazi, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on yeah. that one. It was just like wanky. I, I wasn't a fan of Wonder Woman. I agree. I agree. I, I find that that was Wonder Woman's biggest shortcoming was the villains. Uh, yeah. I think the other thing is the effects ranged from being okay to really bad. There yes. was some like awful, yeah. CGI. And I, and I found, yeah, and I found, um, you know that the one of the best parts of Wonder Woman. <laughs> nope. Gotta wrap, wrap it up here. You know, I, I said earlier the, the no man's land scene. Um, the final fight with Ares gets carried away. Is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, when she, you know, when they're throwing cars at each other and, like, walking through it and stuff. And then, you know, I, I find, too, the, the film was guilty, too, of, like, Gal Gadot, like, really flipping her hair in front of the camera yes, and stuff. Yes, there was a lot of yeah. blurry shots of Wonder Woman. Yeah, but yes. that being said... Um, to me, yeah, the, those are nitpicks. Obviously, the big ones, the villains, which I agree with you. That's why it's only number five on my yep. list. So, yep. yeah. I'm with you. Sure. So, let's move on. Uh, number four on my list, Baby Driver. Ah, very yeah. interesting. Well, uh, I will start you right now. Uh, that is a crossover we have. Okay. Where's where's that on your list? Uh, number three. Number okay. three is Baby Driver. Um, I was going to say, I think uh, I think the two of us talking about Baby Driver... Uh, I, I, we had a really decent discussion about that. I'd say probably the most creative film I saw all summer. Totally. Like, without a doubt. Yeah. Like, the most visually interesting movie I've yeah. seen in years. Trailers didn't really give away what the film was about, other Not than it was a heist film. Yeah, and even then, yeah. like, it was dubious as to why it was called Baby Driver. Yeah. Uh, all I knew is that there was a lot of good music in it. It's Edgar Wright directed. Yes, yeah, yeah. director of, you know, the, the Cornetto trilogy. Yep, yep. Yeah, um, so yeah, a really unique film by him i mean all his films that i've seen are, are quite distinct uh this one actually even more than the rest you know i felt like the cornado films were, were similar obviously same cast um similar premises i guess absolutely but, yeah. yeah uh all ultra violent and this one falls into that category the final True. third of the movie is yeah. extremely violent yeah and, but i liked it it was like zany and over the top uh totally. well casted oh my god yeah, yeah. i know like i I remember in the middle of that film, you know, Jamie Foxx's character in it. At some point, I was like, man, fuck this guy. I Big was like, time. I fucking bats. hate Jamie Foxx. I know. And bats, thank you. And I was just like, and then it got to the point where I was like, he wants me to hate him. Of course like, he does. Like, he's a yeah. great actor. He's an Oscar winner. A absolutely. Right? And, like, John Hamm yes. came across as both extremely likable, yeah. but then by the end, you're yeah. like fuck this guy's a violent man yeah like, what a like, yeah like, what a dark character yeah. like um john Berthnell, who's in uh who was in the walking dead was also in fury uh, yes. pl played the uh played his you know uh typical uh typecasted asshole yeah, really well yeah, he's really great at that i'm you know uh a, a well a good choice by edgar wright casting him a good character actor um, for the role what do you what do you think of Ansel Ansel Elgort? Is that his name as as baby? Uh, yeah, Ansel Elgort. Yeah, yeah, I got that written down here. 
I thought he was really good, despite the fact that I find him to be an atrocious actor. Yeah. Yeah. I, this, the, yeah, by far his best acting for performance. For sure. Yeah. Uh, not a lot was asked of him. Mm-hmm. He had to be very quiet and yeah. very stoic, yeah. and he had to dance a lot. Like, don't get me wrong, he approached the role uh, really willingly, very game for the performance, it seemed. Um, at no point, though, he was the one actor in the movie that at no point did I look and say... He's really sunk into the role. Yeah. The whole time I was like, I'm very aware I'm watching a guy acting right now. Yeah. Like, I know he's acting all silly and Agreed. he's dancing around and stuff. Um, but even a, still, a, a step good. in the right direction for him, though. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not going to shit on the guy. Yeah. Like, he well, did a good job. His, he was in those, like, what was that shitty trilogy he was in? Divergent. Divergent. Thank Divergent. You. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, and he was in The Fault in Our Stars, stars. <laughs> uh, with that same atrocious actress. I don't remember what Shailene her. Woodley. Oh, oh yeah. I hate her. Yeah, she, nothing she's in is good. Is good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, unfortunately yeah. for her. Um, yeah, Shailene, appear on the podcast and defend yourself. And defend if yourself, you, if you yeah, like. please. Yeah, yeah. I beg of you. Yeah, your, uh, your invitation got lost with Michael Bay as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Um, here's why Baby of the Driver's only number four in my film. I, I thought, um, overall, a, a film I enjoyed. I liked it more than Wonder Woman. However, I felt... The romance was kind of weak between uh, Baby and... I, I forgot the character's name, but that girl that he kind of falls for. Whatever her name was. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I understand the whole purpose of it was they presented an escape for one another. They were both caught up in lives they weren't happy living. Yeah. That being said, though, I don't think Edgar Wright developed it as well as he could have. No, I, 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 I do agree that it could have been better developed, but I wasn't as, like... I wasn't as, like, kind of mad at the concept of their mm-hmm. romance as you were. Because I remember when we left, you were like, hey, that romance was awful. I didn't really see that. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, w- we can agree to disagree on that. Yeah. I see where you're coming from, 100%. But yeah. on the same token, I was like, I don't know. thought it was charming enough. Like, it it, it was, it, it made totally. up so little of what was actually a really complex movie. It, it was meant to be an imperfect romance, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, no, uh, overall, be, Baby Driver... Awesome film. Uh, Edgar Wright can continue to do heist films. I, I don't even know creative films he, really. Yeah, I was just saying, if, if frankly, I, the dude can do whatever he wants. If he but... writes his name on any film, I'll go see it Big be, because time. because I'll be you know I'll be curious and I'll and I will come in going forward with high expectations for his films. Absolutely, and right. we have actually beat the Death Star Siren. Oh, oh yes! All there right, go. all right. We 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 escape the uh, Death Star blowing up. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Not, not, not bad, Bucky. Yeah, not yeah, bad. Exactly. We beat Tarkin. So yeah. There, there <laughs> we go. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's get into the next film here. Uh, my number three, War for the Planet of the Apes. Aha! Uh-huh, yes, and this one actually made it onto my list as well. Mine was at number five, but okay. I see how it could make it to number three. Totally. Um. So. Would you say, you know, before we get any further with this, is this your favorite, um, fa- I guess, favorite film of the new, newly revamped Planet of the Apes franchise? Oh, 100%, yeah. Yeah. There's no yeah. question. I, I agree as well. Um, so let's start from the top. Uh, this film had a lot of, like, biblical themes to it, hey? Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's like Moses as a monkey. Yeah. Leading his people to freedom. And then, yeah, and then gets to the promised land. Well, actually, you know, gets to it, but isn't it, in, you know, able to enjoy the fruits of his, uh, of his labor. Of his labor, yeah. Right? His uh, lifelong struggle, his pilgrimage, yeah. if you will. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. He, you know, he, he 
passes away peacefully. Yeah. Uh, but you know he isn't really able to enjoy it, right? Which is it's like I don't know. It's a it's a really interesting like final scene. It's so biblical, you know, like looking onto that new valley and stuff yeah. like that. You know, very kind of like protozoic and stuff like that. But then at the same time, you have to think to yourself, it is biblical. Although any true Christian would look at that and be like, "Monkeys, we didn't come from no monkeys. <laughs> they are the evolution. Yeah, they yeah. are the new evolution of man. They're yeah. like the new evolution of species on Earth yeah. in this universe they've created. Yeah, and they're going down a biblical. It was interesting. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool idea. Uh, I think the triumph of the film, like mm-hmm. Andy Serkis is Caesar, like yeah. we, I dick all that, or yeah. all, all the live long day. Maurice. Maurice is my favorite character. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, Caesar's voice of reason. Yeah, really. big time. His confidant. Uh, yeah. Yes, you know, the the charismatic member of, uh, you know, of the apes. Um, now you're a villains fan, a villain fan. Uh, Woody Harrelson's villain. I forget the guy's name, but the you know the military general. Uh, what I will call uh, Colonel Kurtz. Yeah. For for, for the purposes that given yeah. that they had a very apocalypse now feeling about yes. him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, my favorite villain of the summer. Uh, oh, what, for sure. I was yeah. gonna say he is moderately uh, beaten out, in my opinion, uh, by Michael Keaton's Vulture. Uh, uh, sure. I was going to say, I'm a big fan of Michael Keaton's Vulture. I love Michael Keaton, but I will say Woody Harrelson's General was really interesting. Yeah. By far the best villain in the Planet of the Apes series. Hands down. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. N- name one other one. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Um, now, we, we talked about this film didn't do as well as expected in box office results, no, right? not at all. And you and I had a conversation about this. Um, it, you know, we think it comes down to marketing. Yeah. Um, these films have bad names. Yo, yeah, they big have time. what? Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I I think Rise came came first, but I honestly had to stop and think if Rise or Dawn came first. I have absolutely no yeah. clue. It, it, Se- fucked if I know, man. Secondly, like... every poster looks almost the same. Now that's fine if you want to sell like a you know a Blu-ray trilogy, a box set. But yeah. every poster has like Caesar's eyes as the sky, and, over, he's, and he's glaring over top of uh, a legion of monkeys. Yes, uh, which is fine, I yeah. guess. You know, yeah, it, 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 it is what it is. But yeah, I I agree. I think the thing is is they went down a route with the with the Planet of the Apes franchise where they were like, we need to make it dark and gritty and yeah. something that can exist in the real world. At no point did I watch the Charlton Heston one. I don't think the Charlton Heston one has enough of like a cult following where I saw the trailer for the first one and I was like, oh, it's coming. <laughs> like, I get yeah. the origin yeah. story. I never questioned you, it. You know, I, I think that's, that's a, you know, we're, we're living in a few years of reboots, reboots, reboots. Now, these are some of the better ones, but there isn't as much nostalgia, nowhere near the nostalgia of these films as there are for Star Wars. The, you know, I guess Star the, Trek. Star Trek. Look. The Marvel films, too. I mean, comic book readers have been waiting for those films, right? For They've been decades. Rating, right? Yeah, I know. And that's the thing. Like, at no point do I look at the Planet of the Apes movies <laughs> and I'm like, finally, yeah. I get to find out what happened. Yeah. You yeah. know what? I knew what happened. They blew it up. Yep. You you blew it all to hell. Yeah. Like yeah. damn you. Um another thing this film did really good, uh, it's human characters. Yeah. You had um what well, what was the girl's name that, that Maurice named her? Um Nova. 
Nova, right? Yeah, and I then know. she was so powerful to the she didn't speak once. The yeah, kid one of the best one. mute characters I've seen in recent years. Oh, and there's the alarm. The so, time to wrap it up. Uh, parting thoughts on uh, war. Yeah, see, here, here I am again, forgetting which film we saw. War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, parting thoughts. Uh, honestly, if you haven't seen it and you think, "Oh, it's stupid," I don't watch a, want to watch a movie about that. Give it a go. Yeah. Honestly, I, I would say you don't need to see the other ones to really get into this one. No. 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 Actually, great point. Yep. So I yeah. would say uh, yeah, definitely the, this, worth a look. Yeah. This, for, you know, this film, you know, wraps off a great trilogy, but also stands alone independently too. Hundred percent. Yeah. Anyways, next on my list, uh, we've already talked about it just briefly in the last film, but Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yay! Yay! And that is on my list as well at number four. Number four. All right. Yeah. So Spider-Man, um, I was not excited for this at all. Max of little faith. Because, <laughs> I mean, we've had, th- before this film, three wank Spider-Man films in a row. Oh. Spider-Man 3, we had the fucking Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Mans. They were just awful. Awful, awful. Yeah, I will watch Spider-Man 3 a hundred times before I watch any of the Amazing Spider-Mans again. I, you know, man, I actually, I, I, re, I was watching some reviews of the old Spider-Man mm-hmm. movies, like the Andrew Garfield Garf- Garf- ones. I forgot there was even the Lizard Man in the oh, one. Like, Peter! Yeah, Peter! Yeah. I, I completely forgot, man. But this yeah. turns it on its head. Like, yeah. honestly, if you wanted a yeah. wisecracking teenage Spider-Man mm-hmm. uh, set in the current uh, fun, you know... Yeah. But, you know, not taking itself too seriously, Marvel Universe, this is the movie for you. Totally. Uh, this film was lighthearted. It wasn't an origin story. Hooray. No, I know. Um, you know, he was already, he had already, it takes place shortly after Civil War, which we thought was all right. Yeah. I think this is way better than Civil War. Uh, it's more, oh, it's more yeah. unique. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. It's funny. Um, now, one thing I really liked was Tom Holland as Peter Parker. Oh, fantastic. Um, you, you know, I, I think the spectrum is him and toby Maguire. Uh, i i am more partial you know i am a bit partial to toby Maguire simply because i still think spider-man 2 is the best spider-man film sure. so yep. far yeah, I'm with um you. but i do like tom holland a he's a kid b he's funny c he you know he he's convincing as spider-man i know i believe yeah. that this is a teenager you know what yes. i mean like, yeah um and that's the one thing i never got from the andrew garfield i could never believe him as being a teenager i was like this is a 35 year old man andrew garfield was so awake as peter parker i mean there's like scenes of him like skateboarding through the halls and i was like Okay, yeah, Peter Parker, who's supposed to be like the a lo- nerdy yeah, loser. loser, yeah, is yeah, is skateboarding through the halls. Um, but uh, you know, going back to Spider-Man: Homecoming, Tom Holland was great. Um, the support cast was was good. Um, you know, I w- when I saw the trailers, I was not looking forward to the character Ned. Uh, but he really surprised me. Actually, yeah, I know. Yeah, like... he was funny. I mean, he had a few like eye roll lines and stuff. Uh, but overall, they didn't make him a weak character. They nope. actually kind of made him integral to the part at t- a plot at Pl- times. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I I would honestly say the standout in this movie again. We discussed. I'm a villains fan, but you can't disagree. It's Michael Keaton. Absolutely. As the vulture, like holy and, fuck. And the twist. Holy shit! I was bamboozled by a fucking Spider-Man film. I. Thank you. Yeah. Thank I you. I was like, yeah, like I. I mean, I've seen it twice, and the first time I was like. 
are you kidding me? He's like the the dad of the black girl. It makes sense, but I did not see it coming. For sure. And the, yeah. se- and the second you see yeah. it, you're like, of course. And you're yeah. like, God damn it, Spider-Man. Like, yes. Like, I, you, you pulled the, the webs over my eyes, yeah. like, yes. if you will. Yeah. Um, now, let's talk about the weakest character in this film, uh, MJ. Michelle, played by uh, Zendaya. Oh, yes. Mary Jane. Mary the, Jane. The secret Mary Jane. Um, She was awful. No, Max, she was quirky. Oh, yeah. 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 Hey, Buchanan sarcastic comment that's my character yeah hey max sarcastic quit back <laughs> oh, oh, you're, you're a well-written character yeah yeah delightful. yeah so i don't know if it's so much her performance but or or the writing which should take the blame for her uh yeah, yeah may, but, maybe a combination of both yeah but it, it strikes me as yeah. the, here's the thing though i get that writing is integral to the plot yeah. of the movie at no point during any Marvel movie am I like, yeah, the script for this is really <laughs> tight. They don't let yeah. them screw around yeah. at all with the dialogue. Now, l- let's talk about this film within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, I thought rank? Yeah. Um, I say it's just behind, you know, Iron Man 1, Cap Winter Soldier, uh, Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. 100%, yeah. yeah. I would say, I would say it's I'd... below Age of Ultron. Yes. Uh, Age of Ultron was a bit more entertaining, but I yeah. was going to say, it's up there, man. Like, yeah. like, this is a long list of movies. Like, what are they at, like, 10 now or something like that? Yeah. Maybe more? Who knows? Like, yeah. God only knows. Now, what what'd you think of uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's inclusion in this film? Um, who else was in uh, it? I completely forgot she was in it, but yeah. uh, fine. Fine. Uh, yeah, good for her. Uh, Robert there. Downey Jr. was not overused. Yeah, uh, no. Nope. He did uh, a really great job uh, being kind of a mentor to Peter Parker. Um, who else was in it? Um, oh, uh, Happy Hogan or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, John Favreau. John Favreau. The guy that reinvented the Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. And there we go. Okay. Well, no, let's... We need to talk about John Favreau. We do for because a minute. Um, you Stan, know you know, Stan Lee, sure, credit to him, he created Marvel. Fuck that. John Favreau but jo- saved Marvel. John Favreau. Thank you. John Favreau saved Marvel and he marketed Marvel so well, and he really made it, you know, the um, the cash cow it is today. I know, and like I look and I'm like John Favreau. If you're yeah. not getting a piece of that, like if you're not getting a piece of the Marvel pie right now, yeah. like you didn't have some residual rights in it or something like that. Fucking sue. Like, you know what? Goddamn, they like, gotta start. You know how they do the Stanley cameo in every film? It's the John Favreau. It's gotta be the John Favreau cameo going forward. Like, I don't care if he appears as happy or as a random dude. A, he was really funny as happy. And B, like, he is just a likable guy, a great director. Oh, God, um, I know. Please, I, please make the Jungle Book good. Yeah. Like, that's what I request that. If you do what you did for. You mean Lion or, King? Or Lion King. Yes. Lion King. Yeah, Jungle yeah. Book was awesome. But yeah, yeah, Lion King, that's it. Yeah, so. Spider-Man Homecoming, go see it if you have it. Great film. 100%. Really yeah. funny. Um, it's, is it your favorite Spider-Man film? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. I, again, I like Spider-Man too, yeah. but it, th- th- this they, one trumped it simply based on the fact that like I think I like this Peter Parker better. Sure. It's a real close second for me. Yep, yeah. for sure. Okay, okay so... Moving on. Uh, looks like we, we are, are at number one. Oh, here we go. Something tells me we have the same movie, Bucky. I think we do. Number one, drumroll, Dunkirk. Yes, Dunkirk. Christopher Nolan's great uh, great film about World War II yes. and Dunkirk, France. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, really, uh, it, it is a difficult movie to explain the plot of. It is just about different factions of land, sea, and air during the Battle of Dunkirk. Totally. Yeah. You can't really see it any And that's better. it. Yeah. And that's what it is. And, and it sounds lame, and it sounds like, oh, if I don't like history movies. No. This, is an inc- this was a cinematic okay. event. I will say this, though. Do you think this movie will be as good for everybody who's like, I'll catch that on Netflix? No! No! Good God, we saw that in 70mm IMAX, and what a great decision. Oh, I know. Um, It was already, you know, how it was written and how there was, like, not that much dialogue in it. So immersive. Oh, yeah. I felt like I was watching, like, the real Battle of Dunkirk. For sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd say it trumps Saving Private Ryan for, like, how immersive it was. Agree. Yeah. Uh, I still prefer Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, uh, the, the story is is so great. Yeah. And the characters are well. But, no, um, really good perform- really good performances across the board. Um, let's let's talk about some of them. Uh, surprise for me, Harry Styles from freaking One Direction's in this film. I know, and he's, he's like, he, not bad. He's good. Yeah, he's good. Uh, he, good. Plays, you know, he, he plays the asshole of the battalion. Yeah. He, he's not, like, a huge, like... Um, Yo, he's not like a murderous, unprovoked, a- yeah, uh, yeah, unprovoked asshole. But like, he is a dick to like the French. It's like, the guy's the French soldier. He's right? a French soldier yeah. who's like put on a British guy's uniform, and they're yes. like, "You killed him for yes. it." So, to be fair, though, tensions were high. Yeah, I can't say that I wouldn't start like casting doubt on other people, totally. being like, "Oh, you know, like fine. Totally. I was not there." Yeah. It's it strikes me based on the movie. Yeah, being in Dunkirk would have sucked yeah. like balls. Oh, totally. Um, Kenneth Branagh is the admiral. Oh, he's so good. So yeah. good. He's yeah. really good. Uh, the guy who was in Bridge of Spies. Oh, Mark Rylance. Mark Rylance. Yeah. yeah. He was fabulous. Yes. He was excellent. Yeah, he, he played such a convincing father figure. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I look back at Bridge of Spies, I was like, oh, I don't know if he'd be my Oscar pick. I thought he was far, but way better in Dunkirk than he was in Bridge, Bridge of Spies. Absolutely. Yeah. I think my favorite character in the whole of Dunkirk is... Is the guy who barely says two words, Tom Hardy. Yeah. Like... It, it's odd, though. You know, I mean, he's in a cockpit of a plane the whole time. Now, he does a great job. Um, he almost does his, does his Bane thing again. Sure. Yeah. Or you can't understand him, but... But he gives about his... As good of a performance as you could possibly give without being given much. I think the reason right? I say standout is because it's like the guy was confined to a cockpit yeah. and he was memorable. Yes. Like, yeah. That, I have no complaints. And then, like, effectively does the most significant thing in the entire Battle of Dunkirk, right? Basically like, saves them from the, the Stuka bombers. And then it's the one guy who doesn't get away. He, did, you know, he can't escape. You're like, oh, fuck, he's a he's a prisoner of war now. Yeah, like, exactly, with the Nazis. Yeah. Oh, goodbye, Tom Hardy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, thanks for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so really... Uh, the the unsung hero of the film. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it was clear that Christopher Nolan, uh, as he does with most of his films, <laughs> had a fascination with like researching yes. the Battle of Dunkirk. Yeah. Like how authentic it all seemed was mm-hmm. just crazy. Um, now my my one criticism of Dunkirk, and it's so small. Um, really, it wasn't long enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I found it. Quite noticeable and distracting where it went from digital to film. Yeah, oh god. Um, I understood why Christopher Nolan used film a few times. 
But I don't think he needed to. No, no, yeah. no. I think it was a good enough looking film. And it, what's more, I get that film has a certain effect. Man, there's a lot of plugins for like After Effects and stuff like that. You can just do a film, film grain. Yeah. If you want it to look like film, you can fuck around with colors and stuff put like a that and put, filter on it. Exactly, yeah. just be done with it, man. Yeah. Like if it's that important like, to you, I mean, maybe it was more obvious in seventy millimeter IMAX, but like you'd go from like a gorgeous scene to like something grainy, and you realize why. You're like, okay, it's from like you know, it, it's a first person perspective. Like you were, we are, you know, seeing the eyes of one of the characters, one of the actors. Uh, but it, yeah, it wasn't effective. Yeah, I'll that, that that being said, that is so minor. Uh, gorgeous film overall, well acted film, uh, an interesting story. Uh, well, there we, there we are. We are, we are. Yeah, the Imperial Siren. But you know, a, a story of World War Two. I didn't know much about going in, if anything. Yeah. yeah. So I would say that whether you are a history buff or you know, I'd say that if you like movies just in general, yeah, watch it. Yeah, like it's well worth it. And if you're in, you know, if war films are your, you know, the cream of the crop for you, uh, this is definitely in discussion for some, one of the best ones of all time, big time. Uh, I will also add to that if you like watching the Oscars. Watch this movie because it's gonna pop up a lot next year. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So we're at the end of uh, my list here. Now we've hit a bunch of yours. What did I? What What was on your list that wasn't on mine? That wasn't on yours. It actually the only thing that didn't make it on your list is the big sick. The big sick. Did you oh, not see the big? Sick? I didn't, but I know the film. Yes. Yes. It's, yeah. uh, it's Camille Nangini, Zoe Kazan, Holly Hunter, and Ray Romano. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the actual story of uh, Nangiani, um, how he met his wife. She like was at one of his comedy shows and stuff like that. They started dating. He's part of a uh, Pakistani family who's like, you need to marry someone from Pakistan. Mm-hmm. Uh, his mother's constantly trying to set him up with women. Um, he doesn't tell Zoe that she leaves him and then she gets like a viral lung infection and basically spends most of the movie like dying. Okay. Like she's dying. And he decides to wait with her at the hospital and she gets to know her parents, uh, who are having like marriage troubles and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. (laughs) Fucking brilliant movie. Nice. Like honestly, like it's so rare that I see a love story on film that I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, that's a, a freaking awesome movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was like I actually like I went alone and I felt like applauding at the end of it. Yeah. That's rare because like yeah. I think that that is a douchey thing to yeah. do in films. Uh, this sounds like a bit of a tearjerker, hey? It is, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, a hundred percent. It definitely, it can definitely get to you, but it's funny, man. Yeah, like and it is so honest. Like it suffered from some of the things that like you see in Apatow movies where it's like, you know. Have you ever seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Of course. Yeah. Okay, so you know Jason Segel uh, is like a puppeteer or he wants to make an opera? Yeah. But he just, he can't seem to get his life on track. And then he meets a woman and he's, and she's his muse and he's able to finish his opera (laughs) or whatever. In this, it's his one man show. Okay. So that's the device of like, he finally got his act together by fucking getting his act together. 
Uh, very nice so i i think yeah well i was gonna say honestly uh for those of you who haven't seen it including max i think it's well worth your time oh i'm definitely gonna see i and you know you're not the first person i've heard from that that really like this film unfortunately it was in limited release i know yeah yeah. so i I mean i i I missed the window when it was in theaters but uh hopefully i can catch it on you know uh, video on demand. It'll be on VOD yeah. very soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It may be. It may even be a Netflix film from the sounds of it. Hundred percent. So. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so that recaps the top five for us. Uh, Bucky, now it's your turn uh, to take the reins. Perfect. Now let's start with your disappointing wank films. Uh, let's start with your number three. Yeah, our I and, okay. And let's set the timer yet again. Ready? One, two, three. Okay, Go. so my number three is Guardians 2, kind of. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's so, a, that's actually my number one, I should int- say. Interesting. Now, okay. you and I are both in the minority here. Of people who are not a huge fan of this movie, I think in this movie, there is a lot of good there. Like, there's a lot of potential for good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was excited as hell. I was like, this is going to be fucking dope. And basically, whoever wrote this film was just like, I'm gonna. It, it was a, it was a script by committee. It was clear that people were like, well, the test screening was really good for this stuff for that first Guardians movie. They love it when that Drax guy laughs inappropriately in every scene he's in. He got to laugh inappropriately. Yeah. They fucking love when that little group guy does his dance. He gotta dance the whole movie then. Yeah, Rocket, they love it when he blows shit up. So you know what? We don't need him to just blow shit up, but we need to really go over the top with it this time because that's what the viewers want. Exactly. Chris Pratt, he can't seem to get things together. People like it when he makes inappropriate comments. He got to make an appropriate comment the whole movie. But you see where we're getting at, folks. This is why we didn't like it. It felt like they just basically took Guardians of the Galaxy two to a focus group, and they're like, "Okay, what was the you know what was the you know the recipe to success for Guardians one, a film you and I really liked that, that really surprised yeah. us too." And they're like, "Okay." Now let's put this in. You know, we got to include all that in this new film, but multiply it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, again, there was some good to it. Some things that I was like, oh fuck, this is so close to being a good movie. I liked Kurt Russell. I know you weren't a fan of like his character. I, I thought he was like interesting as a villain because I, I was like, I thought Ego was was good. However, it suffers from the same problem as Ares does in Wonder Woman, where reveal a villain. Now, the secret villain. Yeah, at no point in this movie was I like, oh, Kurt Russell. I'm sure he'll be around yeah. for further adventures. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I felt he played the character of Eagle really well. He oh, was the God, right yeah. choice. Um, I didn't really feel the father-son relationship between him and Chris Pratt. No. Now, like, to I be guess... fair, they had like a week to develop it on screen. Totally. So. And you know what? They, it, it was always implied that... Um, uh, what was it? What's his character? Is it Starkiller? No. Star-Lord. Star-Lord, thank you. Um, was... Starkiller base. That's where I got yeah, screwed up. Yeah. 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 Star-Lord uh, was always closer to his mother. 100%. Yeah. yeah. In the, fact, that's like what brings him yeah. back from becoming a like demigod yeah. like ego. Yeah. Um, I think I, the other thing in this movie that was like brilliant. Sorry, not to cut yeah, you yeah. off. Just for sake of time. E- or not Ego, uh, Yondu. Yondu's awesome, played by Michael Roker. Yeah, um, so good. He is, uh, you know, back when The Walking Dead was was a good show. 
uh, he played Merle, and he was, like, by far the best thing about that show, and he carries that over onto the big screen as Yondu. For sure. That's, like, yeah. a guy who's, like, is an underutilized actor, yes. uh, but always gives it his all yes. in every performance he does. Yeah. Yondu is awesome. There's a scene in the first one. It's the one scene that I was, like, oh, shit, I'm actually glad they took this to the next level. You know in the first one when his, like, arrow's, like, like, zipping around fucking killing motherfuckers? Yeah. When he escapes the ship, yeah. and his arrow is, like, going around, and they have that song come a little bit closer. Yeah. Playing? That was a cool scene. I was like, That yeah. was... But it, I agree with you. One of, one of my favorite scenes, but it does fall into that same problem we had with Guardians of the Galaxy 2 overall, where it's like, hey, let's take something from the first film, but really multiply it, right? Big time, yeah. Yeah. This, in this case, it worked, but it, fall, it, it falls into the same trap. Yeah, yeah. He, he is a fantastic tragic villain i guess who, yeah. who kind of has a redemption arc in this film yep um now one thing i was really disappointed about guardians of the galaxy 2 um no josh brolin is thanos at all no i know um it has me really scared for infinity war i mean infinity war already had me scared because i was like I think there's going to be too much in this film. Uh, man, there was too much in Guardians. Yeah. Like, they're referencing things like, you know, like the Golden People. They're like, ooh, we should call him Adam. Uh, they're referencing, like, Sylvester Stallone is in this movie yeah. for some reason. And there was a part of me that I was like, this is getting too big. And this is one fucking movie, man. Yeah. Infinity War? That's going to be like 30 characters yeah. on screen at any given time. Yeah. It's going to be too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's, mm. Yeah. Now, like, Nebula and Gamora, right, is is Zoe Saldana? Yeah, that's Yeah. Um, you know, reference Thanos a couple times. Um, but they, you, you know, over, overall, you don't see him once. Um, there's, there's the alarm, folks. But... Uh, it, this film could have used them, I think. I, I, I do think, like, I, I liked Kurt Russell's ego. I, I feel like maybe he could have been, like, an accomplice for Thanos or something. Yeah. I know that's borrowing from the first one again, but, like, you, I really want them to, like, nail Thanos for Infinity War. They're, okay, so, yeah. okay, so here's the thing. They are spending a lot of time talking about Thanos in this movie, and his shadow looms large across the galaxy in this one. Clearly, yeah. something's coming. Yeah, that would be really effective if we hadn't met Thanos yet. I have seen Thanos. Totally. It would be different if it was like Kill Bill, where you never see Bill until the final rendition. Yes. You know? Yeah. The, yeah. Like, they're hyping him up, but we're like, we know what he looks like. We know what he's already done. Like, he, you know, he's invaded New York. It's uh, not interesting to be yeah, anymore. Yep. Yeah. So, no, I, I think that, that, you know, they had an opportunity to really you know set up thanos as a compelling villain for infinity war and they missed the opportunity on yep. this one okay okay uh, so on. start the timer what's your number two uh the number two is wonder woman uh we did discuss this before okay. uh but it's interesting it's in my favorites and it's in your disappointing and it's in my disappointing yeah. and i think the reason i was disappointed with it was because uh, I uh, did made, made the fatal error of getting bought into the hype. Okay, where people were like, "It's amazing! It's the best! It's the best DC movie," which I agree, it definitely is. But mm -hmm. people are like, "All oh, this redeems the DC universe. This will set it back on course." And I was like, "Holy shit! This is gonna be fucking pimp." Yeah. And I got to it, and I was like, "Eh, this is just like an okay." Yeah. I I agree with that point. Um, I liked it more than you did because I, I feel that you know it was lighthearted and and it caught some of the magic that that Marvel has, right? Uh, it it. It did, but yeah. on the same token, it suffers from the same thing that DC also has. While, yes, it is lighthearted, 
it, they fuck. They still take themselves too seriously. Totally. To be lighthearted, like, totally. Dude, like have yeah. some fun with it. You yeah. are dealing with a woman who is a goddess fighting in the First World War. This is not a serious movie. Stop fucking trying to be so serious. Yeah, and I think the problem is with like, not just like DC heroes, but heroes like Thor as well, where it's like they're a god from another world, and like you see them oh, like, tell me about it. yeah, you see them like fight regular infantry, just demolishing them, and it like the action scenes. While, while I thought the action was pretty well directed in Underwoman, it's it's a bit underwhelming. It is, yeah, yeah where you're like, she's going to win. She's not even going to, like, break a sweat in this fight. No, exactly. Yeah, she's uh, going to walk through a burning car being thrown at her. She's going to pick up a tank. like And, like, pitch that, you yeah, know, 10,000 miles. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, um, it cuts down on the peril. And that is actually part of the reason why I'm a little scared for the Justice League movie. Let's, like, oh, let's I'm talk real. I'm that. real scared for Justice League. Yeah, I'm very scared for it. Because what DC has done is they've set themselves up. Batman... Mm-hmm. I don't believe there's any threat to Batman. Let's face it, he survived a nuclear blast in one movie. Yeah. And I know it's not the same universe, but come on. Like... Totally, and in this universe, Batman can kill dudes. Yep, for like, sure, like, yeah. If Bat- the Batman are Superman, off, I was like, um, okay, sure, uh, Zack Snyder, yeah, just let Superman him... Superman has broke a man's neck. Yeah. He destroyed a whole city. There's not, like, fucking, there's nothing that's going to defeat him. Wonder Woman doesn't break a sweat. The Flash... Couldn't give two shits about it. Cyborg. Uh, Is going to be tough, too. They've just set themselves off with, like, the invincible heroes who win everything. Basically. And and that's the problem that I have. Yeah, and outside of Batman, none of the characters are, like have an interesting enough backstory where like okay well you know while you could say okay you know they can beat anyone in hand-to-hand combat but there is this you know this fatal trait about them that that you know that makes them vulnerable i didn't really see it in in wonder woman not yeah all the the thing is like they've set up the justice league so they've got their they've got their basic avengers Mm -hmm. they've got their captain america that's wonder woman yeah they've got their tony stark that's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. They've got their... Uh, their Thor. Their in Thor Superman. in Superman. Yeah. Uh, you know, they've got Aquaman, I would say, is kind of... Sure. Sure. Yeah, he's there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but you know what I mean? Like, they're clearly trying to, like, build they're, it. They're trying to copy a successful recipe. And they are... They're, but they're not taking their time. No. What they see is they see the success, but they don't see the fact that, like, oh, it took us ten years to get there. They're rushing something, and it's not going to pan out. Yeah. It's going to be... I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just, like, I'm real nervous for it, and I'm fucking... I'm sure it's going to be wank. Totally. Um, no, for all... Did you hate Wonder Woman, though? Yeah, to be honest with you. Oh, really? Yeah, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, like when I left, I was like, "Fuck this movie!" Okay, like, I was, enough. I was so yeah. done with it. Like, yeah. the second I saw the one character, Doctor Poison, I was oh, like, yeah. I was like, "Wow!" And I looked it up. That is a character's name from the comic book, and I was like, "No, I'd be okay if you didn't include Doctor Poison. <laughs> yeah. Like, that would be fine." That, um, that being said, though, outside of Obadiah Stane and Keaton's Vulture, Marvel also has weak villains. I no no honestly I yeah. agree. Marvel has weak villains. At no point would I say they have lame and laughable villains. True. Ultron, yeah, okay, weak villain, still kind of cool though. I yeah. still kind of like watching yeah. him like kick ass and stuff. Yeah. The, the scene where they lock the uh, German heads of state in that room and throw like the poison the gas, serum, the gas yeah, in there, yeah. and they're and she's like, 
And he's like, oh, look, they're all scrambling for the gas mask. And she's like, oh, but that gas mask will not save them. And he's like, but they don't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, super lame. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. So there's the alarm. But yeah, we can agree to disagree on this film. I mean, we had quite an in-depth discussion on the car ride home. For, uh, for sure. This one. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think your points are valid. Uh, Yours are as well. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Uh, so, I see where you're coming so it's from. So it's a, it's a film we've enjoyed differently. Yeah. Now, Bucky, the moment they've been waiting for that they probably know is already coming. And but we're I'm still sure gonna, you know We're too. still going to hype it up because, you know what, I don't even know what your number one is, but I can guess it. Alien Covenant? Alien Covenant. Alien fucking Covenant. Fuck Alien Covenant, man. Um, okay, start the clock. Oh, God, you should probably put, like, five hours for this one. Yeah. Okay, okay where... Let's let's start with this. Where does... What is the biggest problem with Alien Covenant? There's, uh, there's a lot. Okay, um, give, give me a second. Um, I, the biggest problem with Alien Covenant that I had is... Stupid, forgettable characters yep. that make dumb, stupid, dumbass decisions that wind up killing all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. The big problem I had with Prometheus was they land on an alien world and they're like, oh, the atmosphere is breathable. Helmets off. Yeah. Why in God's name would you do something like that? Yeah. But I, I okay, fair enough. It's a horror movie. In this one, they don't even bring helmets. Yeah. Be like, yeah. And then like, oh. Oh, David, one of the, yeah, you know, the, the rogue android. Oh, uh, yeah, didn't he escape with Dr. Shaw? Oh, she's nowhere to be found, and he's never explained it. We should trust him. Yes, yeah, yeah e- exactly. Um, um, for me, the biggest problem with Alien Covenant is it doesn't know what genre it is. It doesn't know if it's horror or action. Yeah. And the strengths of horror and the strengths of action do not blend well. No. Yeah. Nope. I would add a third in there. I don't think it realizes it's actually an inadvertent comedy at times. <laughs> yeah. Dude, there are some scenes in it that I laughed out loud at yeah. in the theater. I'll do the fingering, brother. Not even yeah. in that. Yeah. Like the scene where the little baby xenomorph is born. Neomorph is The neomorph. It? Yeah. And David like puts its arms up and it copies him. I was yeah. like... There's that Jesus Christ. And you know what, Matt? I'm not going to go as far as saying destroyed, but, like, David is the best part of Prometheus. They make him, like, comically villainous. I know! In this film, where, like, what are some of the scenes where he's just, like, um, you know, after the, the twist that we saw coming up... He's not. He he was just pretending to be Walter. Oh well, he uh, locks. Uh, what's her name in Daniels? The, uh, Daniels and Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, in their like cryo sleep thing, and she realizes at the last second, holy shit, this you're, is you're David. David. Yeah. This is David, and he's like, don't let the bed it bugs bite. <laughs> oh, like no. I was like, and then like he goes into like the chamber where like uh, what was it like the black goo? I think that he creates like the xenomorphs with. Yeah, yeah. or like the face huggers. Or, um, you know, he, he does, he, like, tells the ship AI, he's just like, play the song, The Road into Valhalla. And uh, I was like, oh, fuck off, Ridley Scott. Like, I know. You had something good in David, and you've just, like, you tried to elevate him, and he didn't need to be, and, and you've ruined him. And that was the biggest yeah. complaint people had about Prometheus, is people were like, it is too preachy, it's too, there's too many, uh, 
symbolic moments in it and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, but see, let's go on the record because you and I both like Prometheus. I enjoy Prometheus. Yeah. Like, fucking, I love it. And, and I like that it's, you know, it's part of the Alien franchise, but it's not an Alien movie. No. This, it's like, okay, we're going to make a prequel to the beloved Alien franchise, or I shouldn't say franchise, two movies. Two really. movies, yeah. Um, But, you know, people really complain about prometheus so we gotta put more xenomorphs than there's ever been in this in one movie yeah and And then there's like okay you know the other strongest the strongest films are alien and alien 2 well alien 1 is a pure horror film alien 2 is an action why don't we give them both yeah okay and okay so so there's that um and it falls into like for ridley scott being such like a visionary director because i'd say we agree he's a fantastic director probably in my top five yeah Ridley Scott, like, the scene where I saw a couple taking a shower together. Oh, yeah. And I saw the, that, and it, it became a slasher movie. Like, I was like, the, honestly... The quintessential horror shower sex scene. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. If that alien came in with a hockey mask on, <laughs> I wouldn't have been shocked. Like, yeah. It was at that point that I was like... I think he's lost the plot. I don't think he gets what Alien is anymore. Yeah. I don't think he... I, 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 yeah. I, honestly, I think he's one of those directors who caught lightning in a bottle. And he's just like, this is what people like about Alien. Mm-hmm. No, it yeah. isn't. And the thing I liked about Prometheus, it explored a really interesting concept of, like, engineers. But like, then, what do they do in Covenant? They're like, okay, people complained about the engineers. Let's have David kill them all. Kill in, all of in them. In a flashback scene, right? I know, and I was like, oh, God, this just brought up more questions than it answered. Yeah. <laughs> There's the alarm, but let's keep talking about let's this. Let's keep discussing, Because, yeah. because the, this film, man, like, we could not stop talking about it for all the wrong reasons afterwards. No, I know. Okay. But, um okay let's let's talk about let let's do my typical challenge when it comes to any bad pissy poor movie name something you liked about it okay i can actually um the climax where where tennessee and daniels are chasing thank you are chasing this you know the, the xenomorph that's gone on board um, they're basically locking luring it, it yeah. into like the, the cargo hold the airlock uh, yeah, yeah of, of the ship and then like how daniels puts on her spacesuit and stuff and then she's like you know walter control the door here and she's like luring it this thing is getting close to like fucking her up and then they release the airlock it, it escapes it blows into space yeah. and the end yeah or so you think yeah but also an odd part about that scene though is like it's you know she thinks it's walter helping them it is david so is he trying to earn their trust they already think he's walter yeah i i'm not a hundred percent certain though i will say this i i did get very excited when i saw daniel's like marching down the hallway and tennessee throw her a shotgun oh or whatever or throw, or Dude, throw her the submachine that was gun. also like they're they're ha- like there's no dialogue between them they're just both having like an oh fuck moment yeah exactly like we've yeah. got to get this thing off yeah. the ship we've got to escape yeah brilliant i love that i was gonna say the other thing i really liked the creature design for like the neomorph was pretty cool really cool yeah, yeah. i liked that i thought the the gore was really well done too. Yeah. Like the scene where it bursts out of the guy's back. Yes. That was um, cool. Like Prometheus, a really good looking film. Great looking. I yeah. know. Again, but a movie so rife for potential. 
like the t- it's it's shocking. I know. Yeah, like, man, like, I... like the trailer with uh, John Denver's Country Roads playing. Yes, so brilliant. And, and, the, and then like... they did that little um, kind of preview that they uploaded on YouTube of like of uh, Shaw and David talking to each other. Each other and Shaw is repairing, repairing David. David. And I was like, oh my god, the hype for this film! I'm so ready. I know. And honestly, that was our fatal mistake because we yeah. got we, we got excited that Hollywood would deliver. Yeah, on a promise. Yeah, like, honestly, man, I think this movie would have benefited so much more had like I fuck, man, I'd have taken a half hour, forty minutes just to see Sean David's relationship. Yes, that was that was such an injustice to like Shaw's character to kill her off off camera. I know this woman and, who yeah. we watched give herself a fucking abortion yes. on camera, like this really Dude. like go getter, really tough female yeah. character, and then like nah, fuck it, she died off camera, and I used her for my experiments. Yeah, um, oh, charming. Fuck yeah. Um, and then like you look at Prometheus, like I, I I see why people don't like that film, but I've. I felt like the crew was memorable in that. Hundred percent, like, it was like Vickers. Vickers, Wayland was cool. Yeah. Um, I I forget his name, but Idris Elba's character, the pilot. The pilot, he's great. Or, I know. Yeah, Shaw's great, and then David is the best part of that film. One hundred. And then they're like, okay, well, we've killed most of them off, but Shaw and David are alive. Oh, but everyone liked David more, so let's let's just kill off Shaw and no, make man, this film all about David. I I could have put up with those two exploring the galaxy. You know what? I'd have been happy had uh, their segment ended with them landing on the planet, trying to make peace with the engineers. And then when the other people get there, it's revealed that, oh, holy shit, the engineers are all dead. What happened? Yeah. And David's like, there was a big disaster. Yeah. Some of the goo got out. Like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Yes. I, yes. Yeah. We, yeah. We all know he's evil. But at that point, I would have been like, well, fuck, at least I would have got Shaw. Yeah. At least I would have got a bit of totally. You know what I'm saying? Like at, at the same time though, think how ridiculous it is that Shaw actually like repaired that David. Fucker? Yeah. <laughs> Despite how evil he is. Yeah. And she's like, I could trust him, right? No, honestly, I would carry that guy around in a bowling bag. Yes. Like, like, yeah. I, like I'd just be like, okay, David, you're gonna help me navigate the universe now. Yeah. And if you don't, I'll throw you out. Yeah. And I'll go back to Earth. Yeah. Like Easy peasy. Yeah, I'm like, taking your head and leaving your body behind. Oh, yeah. Why would yeah. you repair that guy? Yeah. Like just inherently evil. Yeah. That being said, though, this film would have been far more satisfying if it was just a continuation of Shaw's story of her yeah, devotion 100%. to research. She doesn't have that asshole boyfriend anymore. Um, she has David, who I mean, yeah, if she kept like his head only. Could serve as an interesting char- character. You know what? You know what would be an yeah. interesting movie. What? Um, David seducing Shaw. Yeah. Into like being trusting like, him. No, no, yeah. yeah. A, a, like a psychological thriller of them like living on the engineer's planet, where he's like, yeah, where or where he's like, you know, Shaw. If you repair me, I can like show you different things. Yeah, you you know, at some point, like rather than showing you know a YouTube. Uh, you know, film of, you know, let's show what happens between Alien Covenant and Prometheus. Instead, have that happen some point within the film of, like, David doing enough for Shaw to trust him again. And then, you know, I wouldn't want her killed because I really like Shaw, but, like, betraying the crew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, 
I do agree with with the critics of Prometheus that Xenomorphs, they weren't like to me. I was fine without them, but I I was expecting uh, Xenomorphs for Alien Covenant. Yep. I mean, they were all in the trailer, but Ridley Scott was like, not basically telling the viewers, "You have nothing to fear. They're yeah, back. They, right? they will be here. Don't you yeah. worry." Yeah. Um, but they, it should have just been like one. Two. Well, did you hear, like, like there was a quote by him where he was like, you want fucking xenomorphs? You're gonna yep. get fucking xenomorphs. Yeah. yeah, which it's like... And I look at that and I'm like, stop listening to the critics, like, man. Like, to me, like, my favorite is still Alien 1, and it has one xenomorph. And you barely see the fucking yes! like, the whole movie. And the whole thing, it, you know, it's not just a horror film, it's a mystery film. You're wondering, like, what the hell is killing off the crew? Yeah, I mean, and obviously, it's the title of the film is Alien. Is, it is so an you're Alien. Like, but you're like, but... what does this look like? You know, why is this creature so menacing? Um, how did it evolve from a face hugger to, like, a little chest burster to this ob- this thing that can pick off crew members one, one by, by one? And yeah. is, like, massive. I yeah. know, yeah. So... I think I, I think I think we've done a pretty good job of like covering the big failings of Alien yeah. Covenant. Uh, again, a lot of potential wasted. Do you think there will be a sequel? Absolutely. They they haven't like. I I think the the third film will be the final one. It has of, to be. It'll Ridley be the Scott's... Prometheus trilogy. Yes. Um, they still haven't answered the distress call from alien one like why 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 the ship goes off off, off track. course yeah. of course um they they gotta wrap up david's story somehow yep yeah, he'll die most likely you think. i would hope so yeah, yeah. If, um, if, if he doesn't i'll just be like okay well that's just a dick move to the audience you built up a character for us to hate and you refuse to kill him yeah eh, yeah well, he's got it his creation has to kill him Yes, that, that that is like poetic justice for that fucking guy. Yeah, but it's odd, you know. He, um, I wonder what they're gonna do because in Aliens, it's implied the Queen has procre- you know, has uh, reproduced. Yeah. all the xen- xenomorphs, right? Um, now in Covenant, it's, it's David. It's da- David the is the creator of them, right? So I wonder what what they're going to do there. They have to answer that because it looks like you have two storylines that aren't meshing. Yeah, I know. They, yeah. They've got to connect it somehow. And yeah. my fear is that it's going to be too convoluted and they're going to have a very stupid explanation for everything. And it just... We'll, we'll see. Um, yeah. You... If we get a film um, that's as strong as Prometheus... I'll be happy. Yeah, I mean, Prometheus is not the best film of the Alien franchise, um, but it's my third favorite. Big time, and I I will say this with confidence. Ridley Scott, stay away. He won't. Of course he won't, but I'm just saying, please. Hey, I mean, if it's any consolation, uh, he's only producing Blade Runner 2049. So there we go. Okay, so... So I think that's a good way to wrap it up. Uh, Ridley Scott, we still adore you as a director. You're wonderful. Um, Just please, please, please don't ruin one of my favorite franchises any further stop it yeah all right okay uh so that is another episode of cynical discharge uh we were going to get into summer movie news but uh we're going a bit far longer than we thought we would than we usually do discussions so that will come in part two of our summer recap episode um with that i am max i'm bucky and uh we'll see you next time thanks nope that turned out well
Stop. Stop. Hit the stop button.